I had one of the top three or four greatest moments of my life this weekend. I thought you said uh, before you were it was top five. It's now moved up. Well, I said top five, but then I was thinking about what the moments were. Like, okay, best moment of my life, two of them. Like you proposing, us getting married. You meeting me. Our first date, our first kiss, the first time you were in my car, the first time we held hands, the first time I called you my girlfriend, the first time I called you my fiance, the first time I called you my wife, the first time you had one of those Tillamook ice cream sandwiches, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, so I think like- So you know, something us- has so bumped into those that list. Yes. And I had the sweetest- moment with Ellie that I will remember for the rest of my life. And this weekend, she, she is into everything. Like she loves to explore and we let her explore and we kind of, you know, we try not to, you know, corner her off too much. Like we let her explore and touch things and feel things and explore things and check stuff out. I mean, we got, we're, we're the, um, the baby proofing has started. Like we have the uh, the outlet covers in, mm-hmm. and we have strategically moved different pieces of furniture. Like for whatever reason, she decided we have a gas fireplace that has like little pebbles in the bottom of it, and she decided those look like a great snack. Right. So now there's like random pieces of furniture in front of the fireplace. Yes. Other than that, and we got your stair barrier up so she can't fall down the stairs. Right. Other than that, she's got free reign. Yeah. We just like let her explore. And she was playing with the little vacuum cleaner that we have. And it's like a cordless vacuum. We love it. It's this like cheap thing. I think it's pretty cheap, right? That you found on Amazon. Yep. And we have two of them. She was playing with the vacuum and the buttons for the vacuum are on top of it. Well, she's been playing with it like all day on Sunday. Finally figures out how to turn it on. Hits it, bursts into tears. Oh, because it made a loud noise right next to her head. Oh my gosh, it was so sad. So I get down on the floor and I was holding her. And then I was showing her, you know, I turned it on again and off and then on for a while just to, you know, help take the fear, you know. Don't you, uh, we we are so lucky with, with Ellie that she's not a big crier. No. Like she doesn't, there's not a lot of crying, but when she does, what we've noticed, what I've noticed is that it happens when she gets scared. When it, she gets startled by When something. she gets startled. So I was, and it's so sweet because we were standing outside. She loves the rain. So we're standing in an open doorway a couple of weeks ago watching the rain. And all of a sudden, there was a flash of lightning followed by thunder. It must have been right over our Oh, my house. gosh. It was so loud. And she gets startled. And then she turns and looks at me. And then the lips go down. And it goes into a frown. And the eyes get squinty. And then the crying starts. It's a whole process. It's so sad. But it's so sweet to watch because she looks at you. She looks at me and like, like for that one, me. she's like, that was, I'm so scared. And she, it's just, 
She turns to us for help, and it's really oh, melted my heart. It really does. So we were upset about that today. So did that happen when she turned the vacuum on? Did she like turn her head toward yeah, you she and be like, at me. "Oh no!" Yeah, it freaked her out. So we, I put her in my lap, and we sat there and we played with the vacuum together, you know, and like turned it on and off so yeah. she could hear the sound in the comfort of you know being on my lap. Then I turned it off put her back down on the floor and I was going to stand up, but I just wanted to watch her for a second, make sure she was okay. She turns her little booty around, crawls to me, crawls in my lap and gives me a hug. Oh, she was and saying, thank is, you for oh saving God, me. I'm like going to cry talking about it. It was seriously one of the best moments of my life. And it, oh my God, I'm going to cry talking about it. This is so silly, but it was so sweet. And, um, I think it was like one of the first times that I have felt like a mom, you know what I mean? I mean, I know I'm her mom, but it was just the whole situation of like, I want you and I need you. And, uh, you know, it she was, was saying, thank you oh my gosh, for saving me. me from that big, bad vacuum. It was so sweet. I'll never forget it. I'll never forget it. And it was, just incredible. So I'm walking into Monday on a high. The upside means living in gratitude, finding the positive in every experience and helping other people do the same. You are now part of the movement. Welcome to the upside with Callie and Jeff. This episode is brought to you by dinner affair. If this is your first episode of The Upside, welcome. If you've been here before, welcome back. My name is Jeff Dollar, and today I am grateful for homemade pizza. And if you have been following me on Instagram, you've seen that every week for the past maybe two months, on the weekend, I do a, a pizza night, and I'm trying to perfect this pizza recipe that Kevin Gillespie gave us, and I think I've done it. I think so it's good. there, which means if you're one of the people who've been asking me for it, I'm about to share it. It's, it is. It's so good. Jeff and I differ a little bit in how we like, I love like super like doughy pizza, like borderline undercooked with tons of sauce. Oh my gosh. So good. Jeff likes his a little more cooked and not as saucy. And we were able to, the other night, Callie's parents came over, so we were able to make two pizzas. So one of them, I did it my way. One of them, I did it Callie's way, and they were both so home good. runs. So good. And 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 the the recipe, is a it's a Kevin Gillespie creation. So it was already an A recipe when we got mm -hmm. it. And then we've just, we've just kind of fine-tuned it to be perfect for us. And it's, oh, so... I think I'm within seven days of sharing it. Nice. So good. One more pizza Friday. and then One more pizza to make sure what I did last time, it has staying power and then it's done. It's shareable. My name is Callie Dollar and I am grateful for Ellie. I would like to start this Monday morning with three productivity hacks that will make you more productive today. And you can use these every single day and they are super simple. And I figured, it, I thought it was a good thing to share on a Monday morning. Okay. 
You made a face. Do you disagree? Do you think this is not good? No, I was trying not to yawn. Oh, okay. Uh, number one, get in the habit of working in 90-minute sprints. This is a study that was done by the Harvard Business Review, and it says the secret to productivity is to focus on tasks that you have to accomplish in 90-minute chunks and then take a break. And if you're the type of person who likes to get super focused and just plow through things, it might seem, seem counterproductive to interrupt that and force a break in there when you're in the flow. But if you can force yourself to take a 15-minute break after a 90-minute chunk, you actually come back from that working faster, working stronger, working smarter. Yeah. So 90-minute chunks, that's number one. Number two if you are still working from home, take advantage of that by squeezing in a 15-minute power nap the minute you start to drag. If you are working in an office, figure out if there's a way that you can get 15 minutes of peaceful shut-eye, either at the beginning or end of your lunch break or at some other point during the day, uh, because... That 15 minutes acts as a reset for your brain. I have to tell you, we redesigned our offices like two years ago, maybe at work. The thing that I have realized, the mistake that we made was not having more couches in our office. And I'll tell you why. Days where you somebody has a headache, days where weather permitting and we're new, so it's a little bit different we might have to spend the night in our office. Oh, like- I didn't even think about it. I just, I helped Robin pick out all these chairs and I wasn't even thinking, oh, a couch is a good thing to have in your office for emergencies. But or if, naps, apparently, 15-minute naps. I'll, I remember years ago, I mean, I know exactly what year it was. It was 2001 when I moved to Atlanta to work on The Burt Show and I met Jimmy Barron, who was part of the Morning X at 99X. He has since become one of my best friends. Yes. He was a groomsman at my wedding, and and uh, I, I'm actually seeing him today, and we're very, very good friends. But at the time, he was just the Morning X. If you're from Atlanta, you, you, born know. A, you know who if the Morning you know, X is. you know. But on a national level, the morning show, Barnes, Leslie, and Jimmy, and 99X, that radio station was, was- Legendary. In the radio industry, outside of Atlanta. Yeah. And so I knew of Jimmy and I remember like knocking on his door and ha having him say like, come in his office door. And I opened it and he had a couch in his office and he was lying on the couch with a blanket over him about to either, he, he was about to take a nap or he'd just woken up from a nap. And I, at that moment, real like for for maybe twenty four hours, I was like, "What? Why would somebody sleep at work?" And then at some point, it dawned on me how genius that is, especially when you work non traditional hours, right? Because you could just and as I started to work more and work work more, and my hours got longer, my hours got longer. The realization of just having a space to crash for 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. Brilliant. And I thought from that point on, and I never really had an opportunity to have a couch in my office, but if I ever did. Did you ever have an office at the Bird Show? Yeah. I lost it in a bet. 
I had a big old office with a big, it was a huge office. And I bet Tracy Kinney, who eventually became the executive producer of the show. She's still with the show. I think she's opera. She's very high up now, but, uh, I never used it and she used it all the time and she would use my office. Yeah. And I don't know what her, I think she was assistant producer and I was executive producer at the time and we made some sort of silly bet and I lost it and I was like, all right, you can have it. I never (laughs) had enough. I never needed it. Yeah. She did all the work. I just had the title. I was like, Plus you lived like two seconds away from the radio station. And then, okay. So my third productivity hack, you would have to start today, but for tomorrow, set yourself up for success tomorrow by planning your tomorrow today, which means the last 15 minutes of your workday should be devoted to getting ready for tomorrow. Ooh, okay. I I really like that one. I will attest to this in my like personal life. Like if you can take a few minutes to get your clothes ready for the next day, you do this. I do this because of you. And I never used to do this, but you taught it to me when I started working the morning hours. Take decisions out of your mornings. Yeah. And that means like every decision, even if you think it's not a decision, like what you're going to have for breakfast, what you're going to wear, where your car keys are, what you need to take into the office that day. Yeah, Like the less you have to scurry, I, I call it now scurrying around because in retrospect, that's what you're doing in the morning when everything's not done for you. You're scurrying around to try to remember and make sure everything is, you know, yeah. That you remember everything when you could be waking your brain up. It it's just it it's a game changer. And I've done it for the past five years and it has absolutely changed my life. So happy Monday. Hope those help and I hope those lead to you having a great week. Two weeks ago, Jeff and I were trying to figure out what empathy really is, and we're going back and forth on it. So we just decided to call in the big guns. So today we are talking to Dr. Ann Moore. She's from Atlanta Center for Wellness. She is a psychiatrist. She has been on the show before, and we need her to clarify a couple of things and see if we can, you know, get to the heart of what empathy is. I think where we landed was there's a textbook definition of an empath and then there are empathetic people and and that is that's more of a, a gray area. So I I think I, I think where we start is just what would the what would the textbook definition of somebody who's an empath be? Okay. Um, well, and I think that harkens back to a lot of the research in the 1970s when they started looking at Empathy and altruism. Are you going in that direction or more? The way it like- came, the way it came up is, Callie and I both shared stories of how we react around other people. Okay. Um, oh, okay. Right, and so, so for me, I and and here's the thing: these are both of these things, all of these things that we do. I think on paper are really good things to make for really quality people. I think Callie and I are quality people, (laughs) but 
I think there's also a dangerous level. Like for me, I will always Mm -hmm. look at something from somebody else's point of view and will go out of my way to make them comfortable. Right. Even if it makes myself or other people uncomfortable. Right. Yes. And that's the dividing line because empathy and altruism are about, I will go out of my way to improve your world because that's important to me because I feel you, but it's, it's not necessarily, it crosses a line when you lose your own boundaries. And that, and it becomes almost, it could become toxic. Like I it can become toxic very quickly. I think there, and that's not helpful. There, right. there are times in my life where I think I have done that to a mm-hmm. fault and hindered my own professional growth, especially, but also probably personal growth. Absolutely. And, and quite likely you might've hindered the person you were trying to help. Like you almost have to know yourself well enough to say, to know when you're getting into that place Right. To be like, I can't, okay. You got to reel it in a little bit. Uh Um, So it takes just really a level of self-awareness, I think is what you're saying. Is there? I think so. And, and compassion can cut both ways. Like if I have so much compassion that I watch somebody fall off a cliff, that's not very compassionate. So you've got to have some self-awareness to be able to say, you know what? You're too close to the edge. And I love you and care about you. I'm not angry with you or criticizing you. I'm going to help you get back. I'm gonna, Actually, I'm just going to pick you up and move you back from the ledge. Yeah. Is there <laughs> is there a type of self-check? Is there like how outside of like, yeah. I mean, your, your example um, of somebody in, in therapy is, is intense, but those same conversations – Mm-hmm. Or less intense conversations could happen between friends, could happen between spouses, could happen between right. relatives. Is there yes. a, is there a type of of self? Elisa, Ellie agrees. Um, <laughs> uh-huh. Is there, listening? Yeah, is there a self check or a, a boundary yes. radar? Is there something that a person can do to 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 like protect themselves from being? too empathetic in those situations? Gosh, that's a great question. I think, I think so. I think you have to, it's like you have to put your heart forward and you have to keep your mind involved at the same time. And so I teach people a lot about using their body as a tool. So I think we've talked about mindfulness before in the past, but if I am talking to my daughter and I know she's really afraid to do something, she has a lot of social anxiety. She'd kill me for saying that in public. But (laughs) if, if, if I know she's really afraid to do something and my heart is with her and I don't want her, I don't want to make her do something she's afraid of doing, but my mind knows that if I don't encourage her to do it anyway, she becomes more afraid. Mm-hmm. And so from a compassionate place and a loving place, I might give a no yeah. to, you know, 
no, you really committed to doing that activity with that friend. You got to follow through and go. Mm -hmm. And I know you're scared and you can come home early if you need to there. We can talk about a lot of outs if you need them and you need to go. So is there a, to, to wrap up the empathy part, is there a difference between being a textbook empath and then having empathy? Like there's a difference between that. I think maybe so, but I think we're talking about two different things. Then when I think about an empath, that is someone who is so highly tuned into other people and so intuitive that they can read people incredibly well and they can see things that other people don't necessarily see because they resonate at a different level, like Mm -hmm. a true empath. Mm -hmm. But I, even a true empath has to, it's very important as Jeff was saying earlier, has to learn. I might resonate and I might be able to go there and I might feel a lot, but I also have to hold on to myself. And then I think having empathy. So that's an empath, Mm -hmm. I think. And then my definition of having empathy would be that is a tool and it's one that we should all be working on developing. Mm -hmm. And it opens doors of really greatness to, to be altruistic in the world and to put others before you in healthy ways. But, can I say it about a mask <laughs> without politicizing <laughs> anything? I don't want to. There's no wish to at all. But like, yeah, if I am around the um, superintendent of my building who I know has some very specific medical problems, mm-hmm. I put my mask on mm-hmm. just out of respect so he doesn't have to feel afraid of me. Mm-hmm. Whether I, no matter where I stand and things. So I'm, I can put myself in his shoes of what would I feel like if my health were compromised in this day and time and I had to go to work in a public building? I'd want people to care. So it's a tool to help us be better people. Now, asking the same exact question about that scenario and and finding a coping mechanism because there are people in like, I think the re- the way this originally came up is Callie was frustrated that somebody she knew mm-hmm. didn't behave mm-hmm. in a way that she would. She thought she would behave in a right. certain kind way and they didn't behave that way. How do you cope with that right. without just because, and I think that's a great, especially with everything going on right now, like you brought yeah. up the mask, like, <laughs> if I you, opened it up. But if you're a person who's not going to wear a mask, or if you're a right. person who is going to wear a mask, rather, how do you not have such resentment for people who are on the other side of it? Because you think, you might think it's such a right. selfish act to go to go without. You know what I'm saying? Right. And I think it's so important when I find myself falling into that split, and it's a split of, I'm right, they're wrong, or they're right, I'm Mm -hmm. wrong, or good and bad. It's all or nothing thinking. Mm -hmm. It's it's dualistic thinking, and it's unhealthy, always. And when I find myself falling into that, I step back and go, okay, wait a minute, here's the thing. I think I feel disappointment and surprise, but then if I can step back from it, I can 
say, you know, how does it serve me to get angry at that person because they're not like me? Mm. It doesn't. And what do I know overall about that person? Not just maybe they're having a bad day. Like I have a, a, one of my oldest best friends. We disagree on some significant issues right now. Mm -hmm. And we were sitting at a funeral, oddly enough, um, for someone who had passed from COVID last summer. And um, it was an outdoor funeral. Um, (laughs) It was a service. (laughs) But we were sitting there and, and some politics came up. And I just looked at her and I said, here's the thing. We may not agree right now, but I have loved you since I was 12 years old. And at the end of this conversation, I might not agree with you, and I'm going to still love you. And you're going to still love me. So how do you want to have this conversation? Like, why is it important to have this? I'm going to believe what I want to believe, and you have every right to be different. And we're disappointed in each other's differences. But the important thing is that we've loved each other for 40 years. Which is bigger to you? That and I feel like I should give you my credit card number right now <laughs> for this session. I'm like, oh my gosh, that makes so much sense. Cause I definitely was, like Jeff said, this whole conversation started because I was so infuriated that someone didn't do things the way that I thought that they they should. Mm-hmm. And the truth is I have no idea what they were going through or what happened in mm-hmm. their day or how the situation unfolded. So And I think that's such an important mm-hmm. reminder. Like Callie wasn't mad at that person, if we're mad at people whose views are different than ours, we're not mad at the person. Right. We're frustrated at the person. We're disappointed in their decisions and their, Mm -hmm. and their point of view. But yeah, it's just, I think it's, I think that has gotten lost and now everybody just hates everybody. Yeah. It's like, if we don't, yeah, it's like, if we don't agree on every single thing, there's no, room right. for empathy. There's no room for compassion. It just is black and white. It's this way or it's this way. And you know, it's you're with me or you're not. And I think that that's something like we've kind of lost a little bit, um, that it's important to get back to is, you know, like there's a human behind there. There's a human right. being. Um, yeah. Are we headed back to school? Yes. Have the Halloween stores started popping up in strip malls? Yes. Are the grocery stores selling ceramic pumpkins in their entryways? Yes. But summer's not over yet, especially if you, like Callie and I, are Butcher Box subscribers. Butcher Box delivers meat right to your door, but not just any meat, high quality meat, grass fed beef, super fresh fish, pork, chicken, all of it right to your door. So if you want to savor the last few weeks of summer, go to butcherbox.com upside and take advantage of this great offer. Butcherbox is giving upside listeners a special offer of three pounds of chicken, two pounds of burgers, and a pack of hot dogs for free. But you got to sign up at butcherbox.com upside. Free chicken, free burgers, free hot dogs, all from ButcherBox. It's such a convenient way to make sure that your freezer is always stocked with what you need for dinner tonight. Take the stress out of always having something to eat right off your to-do list. ButcherBox delivers it right to your door. We want to say thank you to ButcherBox for sponsoring this episode of The Upside.
If you're like most of us, you carry a balance on your credit cards. And if those cards come with high interest rates, I want to introduce you to our friends at Lightstream. Lower your interest rate and save with a credit card consolidation loan from Lightstream. Lightstream believes that people with good credit deserve a better loan experience, and that's exactly what they deliver. Rates start at 5.93% APR with auto pay and excellent credit. You can get a loan from $5,000 to $100,000, and there are absolutely no fees. You can even get your money as soon as the day you apply. Just for our listeners, apply now to get a special interest rate discount and save even more. The only way to get this discount is to go to lightstream.com slash upside. That's L-I-G-H-T-S-T-R-E-A-M dot com slash upside. Subject to credit approval, rates range from 5.93% APR to 19.99% APR and include a 0.50% auto pay discount. Lowest rate requires excellent credit. Terms and conditions apply and offers are subject to change without notice. Visit lightstream.com slash upside for more information. I talked to my dad last week, the temperatures in upstate New York in the 90s. If you live in Atlanta, like Callie and I do, temperatures in the 90s. It shouldn't be like this, right? I guess it's the middle of August. It's very much should be like this. But here's the thing. It doesn't matter when the, what the temperature says or when we are on the calendar, you could always become dehydrated, especially when you least expect it. You might not totally feel dehydrated. You just feel a little bit out of sorts, maybe a little bit of a headache, maybe just a little bit of brain fog. Liquid IV can take care of that for you. Liquid IV, first thing in the morning, before a workout, whenever you feel run down or just out of sorts, Liquid IV is gonna deliver extra hydration into your system. Mix one stick of Liquid IV with 16 ounces of water and you are going to be rehydrated so fast. Not only that, but you're gonna get a dose of five essential vitamins. You're gonna get more vitamin C than an orange and as much potassium as a banana. It's healthier than sugary sports drinks. There's no artificial flavors, no preservatives, less sugar than an apple. It's made with clean ingredients, non-GMO, vegan, and free of gluten, dairy, and soy. Liquid IV is so effective because cellular transport technology increases the amount of water that gets sucked into your bloodstream, rehydrating you quickly. Get your Liquid IV in bulk nationwide at Costco or get 25% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use the code UPSIDE at checkout. That's 25% off anything you order when you get better hydration today using promo code UPSIDE at liquidiv.com. Today's quote of the day is... Confidence isn't thinking you are better than anyone else. It's realizing that you have no reason to compare yourself to anyone else. Three random things today brought to you, of course, by our friends at Brown and Company Jewelers. The I like what you did there. What? You didn't say is or are. Oh, I didn't? That no. was unintentional. Brought to you by, you said, three random things brought to you today by, that's a better way to do it. Got it. I'll try to remember that tomorrow and I'll probably forget, but- Three random things. Number one, uh, a certified pelvic floor physical therapist who has a doctorate in physical therapy posted a TikTok recently that's getting a lot of attention. And I, this caught my eye because you were such an advocate for pelvic floor physical therapy. Yes, I am. Which is something that I had never heard of until you started uh, talking about it around the time you got pregnant because apparently um, – when you have a baby, you wet your pants a lot. And if you go to pelvic floor physical therapy, you won't wet it as much. I'm, glad, I'm that, glad that's what you uh, 
you took away. And no, I have not peed myself at all. Uh, So anyways, this certified pelvic floor physical therapist with a doctorate in physical therapy says, do not pee in the shower, women. The reason is because your bladder relies on signals that it gets from both the stretching of the bladder walls as it fills, as well as other signals that come from the brain, which let it know when it's time to urinate. If you become a habitual shower peer, then the sound of running water could actually make your body want to pee. Mm. So do not pee in the shower. Uh, Number two, employees were asked about the single biggest distraction that impacts their workday productivity in the office. What do you think number one is, Kelly? What was it? The single biggest workday distraction in the office. So what's the- Social media. Nope. Chatty coworkers. Oh, well, I wouldn't have thought of that because I currently have very minimal coworkers. <laughs> uh, chatty coworkers, which I would, I used to work with somebody who, I mean, we called him the spider mm-hmm. because if he caught you in his web, there was no escaping. He would talk. I don't know that he ever inhaled. He must have had. Is this when you used to go into your office and shut the door? Yes. Jeb would act like he wasn't in his office. And I would turn and I, and I would like try to be quiet because he's the guy who would knock on you and do the double knock and, you would and just go, hide. Hey buddy, can I, can I ask you a quick question? And then he would ask me legitimate, something legitimate. And then he'd be like, all right, cool. Hey, did I ever tell you about the time that I saw Pearl Jam at Lollapalooza? And I'm like, what? And then 45 minutes later. Yeah. It's the worst. All right. And then, uh, my third random thing. Uh, has to do with mask wearing and allergies. I think you called it earlier this year when you noticed your allergies weren't that bad. Uh, allergist doctors are reporting that since mask wearing has become more commonplace mm-hmm. because of COVID, that their in-office visits have gone way down because the masks also block many of the allergens like pollen and mold. So it doesn't have anything to do with pregnancy as as I thought. No, it has to do with mask wearing. Oh. Well, there you I go. I thought didn't There's you say I thought you said that your allergies weren't that bad because and then we didn't we did They were, but I thought it was because of pregnancy. Like I thought oh. it just changed something for me. For right. some reason I thought it was mask wearing. Oh well. Womp womp. Those are my three random things. Thank you for listening to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. Today's episode was brought to you by Dinner Affair, the official meal kit for families. Visit dinneraffair.com upside for your exclusive discount. You can call us anytime about anything. 800-434-5454. We love your messages and your feedback helps us create the best show for you. Since becoming parents, Callie and I have discovered something that's so amazing we want to share it with the world and it's not it you would only learn about it as a parent but it certainly isn't exclusive to being a parent and so we feel like everybody on the planet needs to know about this draft laundry detergent it's made it exists it's draft d-r-e-f-t right yes 
it's for clothes for like newborns because when when you first had a new baby with super sensitive skin might have a reaction to like a detergent or you know I'm not even convinced that it's that different. I'm sure it's not, but it's a marketing thing. Yeah, anyways, it smells like Oh my gosh. Heaven. And here's the thing, Jeff, I just remember because Jeff asked me, he's like, so we wash things that we snuggle up to in the baby detergent. Like we just watched two of our like cozy blankets that we lounge around with. We, Callie says we. She. It's I, seven, I love blankets. It's 74 degrees in the house. It's 92 degrees outside. Callie's under a blanket. I am. I just, I love to be cozy. It makes me feel secure. I really like it. And so we washed it in that and I took it out of the dryer. I'm like, Jeff, oh my gosh, you've got to smell this. It is so good. Now, he asked me before the show, he said, do you think it smells so good to us because it's Ellie or because it actually smells good? Here's the thing. People said to me, oh my, because I think I Instagram storied about it, shopping at Target, like buying the detergent before or when I was pregnant. And some, I got messages like, oh my gosh, this stuff is best smelling stuff ever. I started washing baby clothes before Ellie arrived. And I was like, okay, it smells fine. I don't really get it, but whatever. Like it doesn't smell that good. And now I'm addicted to it. So I, maybe it is Ellie. Hey, so you don't always have to get bills in the mail. You know what else you can get? You can get your weaponized hamster world tour t-shirt. Oh my God. It is fabulous. It is so soft. I love the color, uh, the graphics, everything about it. I couldn't wait to put it on today. And I might just wear it again tomorrow. Keep it up. I can't wait for next year. Have a great day. Whatever you're getting into as we wrap up the end of the summer, make sure you're doing it in comfort and style. Third Love creates high quality underwear, sleep, and loungewear, delivering life-changing comfort your body loves being in. Now, if you haven't been to the Third Love site recently, you have got to go check it out. I first fell in love with Third Love because of their bras. The classic t-shirt bra is the most comfortable bra I've ever worn. But years of being a customer later, they've expanded on their comfort and now they have even more to offer. They have a lounge collection, a sleep collection, everyday underwear, and more. I just added a few new things to my cart, including their Terry Lounge shorts and one of their new adjustable wireless bras. And I saw that they have washable silk pajamas now, and you know how much I love sleeping with silk. I'm confident when I make new purchases from Third Love because they have such incredible customer service and they stand behind every single one of their products. So if you don't love it, returns and exchanges are free and they make the process incredibly easy. Third Love knows you deserve to feel comfortable and confident 24-7. So right now they're offering our listeners 20% off your first order. Go to thirdlove.com slash upside now to find your perfect fitting bra and get 20% off your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com slash upside for 20% off today. Hi, Jeff and Callie. This is Christina calling from Noonan, Georgia, and I'm just calling to give you my one to ten, one to ten on a scale of one to ten for Friday. And I'm feeling a ten today, which is the first time I've felt a ten in a long time. I'm 28 weeks pregnant today, and we saw our baby yesterday on the 3D ultrasound. And Everything is just good. Baby is healthy. I'm healthy. And we're just so excited to 
get through this third trimester and welcome our baby girl. Hope you guys have a great weekend. Bye. Hey, Kelly and Jess. My name is Ashley, and I live in Birmingham. And I got an email the other day from T-Bird for a happy late birthday kind of thing. And I just wanted to say that it literally made me cry. I was having a work day, and I got that email, and it made me so happy. And I just wanted to say thank you. Thank you, T-Bird. Love you guys. Bye. Hey, Kelly and Jess. Kelly, you are superstitious with the Hope Earrings, and it's a good superstition. Have a great day. Hey, Jeff. Professional event planner and personal assistant here. I am calling to weigh in about how to get tasks done in small bursts of time. The key is to create a list at the beginning of the day and to prioritize it, right? Like put stars or whatever by the timely must-get-done items. And so those are the items you want to bang out in those 15-minute breaks when, you know, baby girl is eating and that kind of thing. So the things that fall to the bottom of the list are things she can do um, when she's taking a nap. You can plot out work time around those longer times of period, but the timely things like emails, all that good stuff, you need to make that the priority part of your list so you know how to break it up during the day. Thank you all. Have a great day. If you do a kind act for someone your karma that you receive or your good energy that you put out in the world or whatever terms you want to put that in is not dependent upon the person completing that transaction with the intent in which it was given do the good deed and stay upsidey 